0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. How you doing, my friend? Happy holidays! Indeed, Happy holidays. indeed, indeed. Thank you. Likewise. Yeah. So you got a little uh, sunshine? I did. I went to the I went to the Sunshine State. I went down to Florida. Really? Um, dude, I love yeah. it down there. <laughs> Do you? Really? Uh, yeah. I, I'll tell you why. I go to Delray Beach. It's got one little main street. A chocolate shop, yeah. an ice cream shop, a beautiful beach, a cute little hotel, a hundred foot tall Christmas tree for the kids. It's a two and a half hour flight. I don't, I don't deal oh. with DeSantis. I don't deal with Trump. I don't yeah. deal with any of the, like the Florida. I mean, don't get me wrong. The lunatics are down there if you're looking for them. Um, <laughs> and everyone down there's from New York. So you can't go down the street without bumping into somebody, you know, um, Dude, it's, it's 42 degrees and miserable here at home. It's, yeah. it's, it's terribly depressing. So to let the kids run around in the beach. Um, yeah,
2: no, it's a great it's a no, call. It's a no-brainer, yeah. so It's, it's a great call. Um, so we skipped last week's podcast, and I, I want to come clean on this. Um, we, were, we were sort of set to go, and the things I had planned on talking about just took me to a fucking dark spot and instead of trying to pretend i was someone i wasn't um we just decided to uh, pull the plug Mm -hmm. um there had been some talk of a full fish show but there was (laughs) such such blowback last time and by the way for those listening out there pro tip If you're fifteen minutes into the episode and you haven't heard Liam or I, (laughs) it's probably best you hang up. Then okay, or or enjoy the show, (laughs) or enjoy the show. So we got a lot to talk about, and um, it's it's a little bit, I think, off the beaten track because it's more society social Mm. behavior Mm -hmm. uh, stuff. And typically, I like to focus on markets with you because I feel no matter how much we talk about it, there's always a little bit of benefit where you're going to pick something up that you Mm. might not know otherwise, right? Yep. Um, And hopefully that will be true here. Um, But I think it's going to take a little different form than it normally does. I mean, let's save some time at the end to talk about the markets and where they're going to go. But in the short run, there were two th- two or three things that ha- happened simultaneously that put the kibosh on the show for me. One was this FTX up. Mm-hmm. Two was uh, DJ D-Sol... Also known as David Solomon, chairman of Goldman Sachs, talking about getting oral sex, and then I think the thing that really bummed me out was I watched uh, the Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. monologue in Saturday Night Live, and those three things just a dark cloud descended. So let's 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 go one by one.
1: So let's do them this week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's start with the low hanging fruit. Dave yep. Chappelle. Okay. Now, I do think the guy's very funny. Mm-hmm. I think he's very bright. Okay. But if I started our show, the way he started his monologue, okay, I, the police would come get me. I mean... There's two words you never say together. The Jews. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, let's pretend, okay, I'm going to put my monologue together being me. Well, let's guess what those two words might be. And I'll leave it to you to decide. But it ain't going to be the Jews. Right. Yep. Okay. So my... Without delving too deeply into this, Mr. Chappelle, this isn't a, comment, a contest about who's been treated worse, okay? So I have minimal experience growing up as a black person. Almost none, you might say. Okay. As a Jew, uh, let me tell you about the last time I went to temple, okay? The parking lot was so barricaded that Sean and I had to park about a half a mile from the temple and walk on a main road Mm -hmm. with no shoulder because of all the cars in the dark.
3: Uh, Mm
0: -hmm. We get
2: to the temple. There's a Greenwich police car parked right in front with two officers wearing body armor and holding automatic weapons. And as we walked into the temple, the driveway to the temple was filled with uh, cement barricades. Okay, so uh, that's my experience as a modern day Jew. Okay, now America was founded on freedom of religious expression. I'm not beating the drum but i mean you know it's Mm -hmm. you should okay that's number one number two and i invite our listeners to go as i have in the past go to google and type pogrom and you'll see that every 50 or 75 years there's a government entity whose mission is to eliminate the jews
3: Mm -hmm.
2: okay yep so I'm a little sensitive to that. I'm not a religious guy. I, I, I live my religion. I try and be a good person. And uh, so on Saturday Night Live, which is, hasn't been funny in 30 years, um, I don't know how it's still on on TV. I guess mm-hmm. it's just because you got a bunch of idiots watching it. Um, I, I just I just was taken aback by, by that. So that that's. That's what I got to say about that. Okay. You don't have to agree with, you don't have to defend. That's just my spiel. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now I got that off my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, can I move on to the next subject or you want me to extrapolate? No, 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 no,
1: think. Please move I, on. No, no. My only thing was like, my only pushback would be Don Rickles. All right. I, now can we say it falls under the umbrella of comedy like when Rickles did his thing with Sinatra and 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 Dean Martin like Rickles was vicious man and like nothing was yeah. off limits um right. and it fell under the umbrella of comedy dude so like Chappelle, yeah, I get it. Like, for you, like, to to hear him do that. And number one, number one, I heard he had to sneak that monologue in. I heard he, in the rehearsal, he gave a phony monologue to get it past Lauren Michaels and the producers. So he must have known. So, so there were some red flags there already. So he knew it, he was walking a right. tightrope. Right. Okay. Um, but, like, it's like you said, it's SNL. Like, when's the last time we t- anyone's talked about SNL or paid attention to SNL? And Chappelle's been like, he, he hasn't to me he hasn't been funny in a while he was funny when he was younger okay. um so like I get it, dude, I'm not disagreeing with your point like that is you know but the
2: yeah, the way he's yeah I, you yeah, have yeah. a right to feel how you feel right? yeah. And yeah, yeah and i'm to- never gonna i'm never i'm never gonna try and tell him he shouldn't feel the way he feels yeah but i I guess you know clearly he's trying to defend a couple of guys, yeah. And get laughs. Yeah, yeah, I just anyway. Yeah, okay. that's, that's my shtick, sch- and totally, I said totally. I said more than enough. So let's move on to more insanity. I think the larger insanity, uh, on a smaller scale, <laughs> is David Solomon chairman of what was once the most prestigious investment bank in the United States, or perhaps the world,
3: mm-hmm.
2: was at a trader's dinner. And I don't think this is a quote, but apparently he made some comment about being the only guy there who had received the blow job the night before.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So um, a couple of comments. I went to my first trader dinner at the age of 23. Okay. I'm 62. So what's that, 39 years? Okay. I I keep checking my math. We can talk about the SAT <laughs> analysis I did over the weekend, but let, let, anyway. Um, so I've been to, I would say, Hundreds. No, more than that. Yeah, you a thousand okay. yeah, there. Well, well, I, well, I don't want to exaggerate, yeah. but, you know... I, I know your numbers, I've yeah. Been, okay. Never once have I been in a trader's dinner and anyone ever said, I'm the only... Not only have they never said, I'm not the only... I'm the only guy here who got one last mm-hmm.
3: night. Mm-hmm.
2: It's never... Mm-hmm. It's never come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... um that's number one, so a thousand dinners,
1: five thousand topics, seven thousand topics over the course of a thousand dinners you do that's yeah. never even come into
2: the into the neighborhood okay, go on. and by and by the way, you know it's not like I, you've met you've met my crowd
1: yes, yes, i have
2: i mean the, <laughs> yes these I've the been guys to the dinners that, yes yes that they're men they're men of the world yes indeed Put politely, yes. right yes okay. yes, so here we have. This total passive aggressive behavior by the head of Goldman mm-hmm. Sachs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's so much wrong with this. Uh, so the firm is fined $12 million. Okay. Whether that number's right or whether that's wrong, that's the number. So our good friend Anthony Peters had made a comment about something a while ago how. The executives do something wrong. The firm is fined and the shareholders suffer. So the firm was fined $12 million for something he did, okay? Why is the firm paying it? So let me give you an example, not exactly the same, but uh, I don't know the policy of Goldman Sachs, but this is how it worked at Greenwich Capital. If you were a salesman and you made an error, and this, in fact, happened, a guy made a million-dollar error, okay? Now, it was a little touchy-feely about whether it was an error or he was trying to get cute and sneaky and it didn't work out right, okay?
1: Okay, yeah.
2: He ate the million dollars. I'm not talking about million mm-hmm. dollars of sales credit. Mm-hmm. He ate the million dollars. I understand and by the and by the way, it wasn't, oh, my bad, I'll eat the million dollars. It was like we saw what you did. you know cough it up, yeah, Wow, so now you got a guy who clearly has emotional issues. If he's having these kind of conversations, that's number one. Number two, why do the shareholders need to suffer for twelve million dollars? Okay. Number three, the board of directors of Goldman Sachs, and I'm I'm going to take a, a shot at something, but I would bet they're the highest paid directors of any firm in the world, in any industry. Okay. How do they tolerate? This kind of behavior as a representative of the firm. Why? Because they're getting millions of dollars, and they have directors mm-hmm. liability insurance,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and the beat goes on.
1: Yeah. So and they sweep it under the rug. You know, this doesn't make news either. You, you, we got to dig for this stuff. You know.
2: I, maybe you did this. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Google knows what I like to read. Right. 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 <laughs> maybe <laughs> um so that's the dj Sal, yeah thing. and yeah. and you know look his days are your, share, your shareholder you know i mean trust me there's plenty of guys that can do that job and why are they why are they women and why they keep hiring these clowns so like one of the clowns. They
1: need a woman. That, to, would you be? I, they need a woman to run Goldman Sachs. They need a, a sharp, tough woman to change the culture there.
2: How about that? Okay, listen. How about Condoleezza Rice?
1: Mm, not my first choice.
2: Okay, what's your first choice?
1: Uh, uh, let me get back to you. Let
2: me this get back is to you. Live TV, man. Uh, I, mean, I got nothing. You gotta. I'm not fly. I like Shelly Leibowitz. She, she,
1: about Shelly Leibowitz, Morgan Stanley. Uh. She'd get it done. Okay. There you go. There's your candidate for the next
2: chair of Goldman Sachs.
1: Let's move okay. on before we get people in trouble.
2: Oh, I thought that was the point of today. <laughs> so um, let's talk about the FTX farce.
1: Jeez, where do
2: you want to start? So, well, I'm going to break this into pieces so it's more than just you and me nagging, right? Yeah. Yep. Because as as we both come to learn, we have listeners across the spectrum Indeed. from medical residents to firefighters, yep. From housewives to Fortune five hundred people. Yep. Right. So we gotta we gotta keep this thing going. So yep. FTX I just assume is an unregulated entity. Correct. Anyway, there's multiple 200 entities. I was going to say, and yeah. And and the idiot kid is shoving money to his ex-girlfriend, okay? And, you know, they're losing a trading. They're doing yay-ho at the sex parties. They've bought a $30 million apartment. Mm-hmm. Okay,
3: mm-hmm.
2: okay. So how... Does a regulated entity work? Okay, let me let me give you a little example. So, I bank with one of the major investment banks, and they have this know your customer Mm rule. So, once a year, I meet in person with my wealth manager because that's the rule of a regulated entity. Okay, I give you another example. I use them as. My checking account. Okay. So I wrote a check for $68. And with my handwriting, it looked like it was written out to ISIS. Okay. (laughs) So my wealth manager calls me up and he says, I could just tell he's like the dog that's been kicked too much. Like he knows he's got to do his job, but he knows like, I'm not the guy.
1: I thought he would and, enjoy this call.
2: <laughs> I don't think. He, I don't think. I don't think he ever wants to call me. I never have <laughs> anything nice to say. Oh man! But, but but he says compliance flagged it. Well, please just make it easy <laughs> on me. And I said, "It's a check to the New York ICE." It's how I pay for my live feeds, okay, you gotta so like the show yep. that goes on the Yahoo gets the delayed quotes yeah, yeah yeah i'm tra I'm trading, so, and the exchange is charger for that sixty eight bucks a quarter, okay, really, that's it that's oh, awesome that's four, so what. That's awesome. That's, a, that's, that's insane. Okay. It's, right. that, it's insane. This is
1: beautiful. This well, is a thing of beauty.
2: Oh, well, but think about it. They're they're charging you for prices. They can do it. At, yeah. Anyway, that's not the point of this. The point is, a regulated entity sees a check made out to ISIS. <laughs> they want to know, right? I mean, it sounds a little yeah. funny. But,
1: yeah. Imagine um, that, man.
2: Okay. Okay. So – Anyway, we have this FTX thing going on. And let me just be a total open book on this thing. Every one of these exchanges, okay, it's exactly the same thing. You can kind of scoff and laugh and say, well, I'm at this one or I'm at that one. They're all the fucking same. Okay. The worst one is Tether. Okay. Now... Uh, is we put up on the the, the Twitter feed, this is how sick I am about what's going on with this thing. Any multi-billion dollar company that won't get an audit by one of the big four or one of a globally known Mm -hmm. account, okay, it's a fraud. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying out loud... Tether is a fraud, mm-hmm. and if you keep your money there, one day you're going to wake up and it's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm sure somebody can conv-
1: convince. How could you be? Who could convince you? What could convince you otherwise? What is the audit going to show? That all that the, what is the audit show? What are they hiding in the audit? What do you think that they don't want you to see? That it's not. Oh, well,
2: like, uh, an, an audit is a very thorough examination of the financials and the internal controls. So, for instance, the financials, if they say, we got $40 billion worth of commercial paper, okay, they go and they make sure there's $40 billion of real commercial paper. Thank you. Okay. So, One of the great stories is this thing called the Great Salad Oil Swindle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you ever hear of this one? Hey, he's
1: hiding the stuff in Jersey and it wasn't oil. Tell it, tell it, tell it.
2: Well, it it was oil floats on water. So they'd fill up these huge tanks with with seawater and they'd put a thin layer of oil on top. And then he would say... To the bank, we have five hundred million dollars. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. so there were there were there were two lessons in auditing. Um, one was physical counting. So probably they sent the junior guy out there. He climbs up to the top. He opens the lid. He looks down. He sticks his finger, in his oil. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. You ever seen like when they check your oil tank, they got this huge stick and they, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So they didn't do that.
3: No.
2: Okay. Then the other one is they didn't do a ratio analysis, meaning the guy borrowed money that was like 10 times the amount of all the oil, available. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's impossible. There's impossible. not that much. Yeah. So an audit will go and test that the, assets are there, they'll go and verify the liabilities that, they're say, that they say they are, okay? That's sort of the meat and potatoes of an audit. But the more important, the second order thing is they test these things called internal controls. And that means, as I said last week, the first internal control procedure was the cash register, right? Yep. That way, okay. You, sometimes you see, you know, at a grocery store, if your receipt is, you know, more than you paid, show the manager will give you $20. So you got to make sure these things are in place so the employees don't steal you blind. Um, so that's the other part of the audit. So if FTX was what had been audited okay an auditor would have gone through and said there are related company transactions okay there's no comprehensive sign-off procedure for transfer of funds there's any host of reasons mm-hmm. which would have triggered a um what's that called um Oh, fuck. Senior moment. It would have been a qualified audit opinion. Okay. the audit opinion, it, it would be legalese, but it would say, we've examined the assets, liabilities, and equity, and the internal control procedures of FTX. In our opinion, the financial statements do not accurately reflect. Okay. So once you hear that, picture that old image of the Marx brothers where the reporters all run to the phones and the phone booths topple over. Okay. So that's what tether doesn't want to do. Okay. And you know, uh, I, isn't tether run by a doctor who used to be a plastic surgeon with a criminal yeah, record. Guy's got a great history. Yeah. Okay. A great history. So, okay. So it, it bums me out and I don't know that I, I um, Use this word correctly, but I'll give it a shot. So there's this cognitive dissonance going on, meaning, you know, most people with the brain know this thing is a sham. Okay. But as long as their situation's okay, they don't care. So, yeah,
1: dude, they, did a, they did a lot of things to make it not seem like a scam. You could, you could know all these things and be like, yeah, but they spent five hundred million to sponsor the arena, and they're running Super Bowl commercials, and everybody's involved. Like it yeah. seems, it's just in- yeah. incredible. That's like the so, double think, you know.
2: So, so there's no, there's no, uh, there's no penalty. This, this, I'm not even gonna try and read his fucking name. But the the chucklehead with the shitty hairdo who goes to interviews playing video games, like yeah, boy SPF, genius, SPS, come on. SP- yeah, it's, yeah. I, I, I mean how about all the people how about all the people that were supposed to do a fiduciary relationship and check their investment okay Dude, how the about
1: Ontario, the the Ontario teachers pension fund
2: the Ontario I, teachers I, pension I fund can, I can I can speak to that so you know and I have mentioned that at one point I owned a piece of an airport business. Mm -hmm. And as the partners got older and died, it was falling more and more to me and one of my colleagues. And I just knew that I felt an obligation to my partners, especially the ones that had passed, okay, that I wanted to do the right thing and make sure that we liquidated this thing okay we went to ontario teachers okay they crawled up our ass like nothing you've ever seen okay. Wow! now wow. i don't know what happened between then and now but wow they, I, i'm telling you so the, here's the funny part i've been told this by sources to be believed reliable but cannot be guaranteed so now the guy at the Merck is doing this whole spiel about how he met this kid hey, Duffy? And he knew yeah. right away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know what Terry Duffy's job was in a former life? No. He's sitting down. He was a broker in the hog pit at the Chicago <laughs> meet. So in the big picture, okay, the best brokers would be in the bond pit. Okay. <laughs> the, it's the worst brokers. Understood. Would be in the fuck up. Okay. So the I'm going to nominate, I'm going to nominate Terry Duffy to be chairman of Goldman Sachs because, because DJ saw was a commercial paper salesman, which is where we took. Yeah. Like you had a and I, I want to say this without disparaging the repo traders, okay? You had to – people looked down. You know, like that's kind of like the scruffy mm-hmm. kind of like, okay? Like you wouldn't want a commercial paper guy to be your repo trader. That's, okay. Okay. <laughs> so that's DJ Sal. And then, of course, the guy before him have been a gold salesman right, yes, right. i still don't I, I i don't i don't comprehend what yeah. does a gold institutional gold salesman do i i, do, I don't imagine know. maybe somebody can write in me and and by the way the list of losers you know they had that that uh clown gary Cohn
1: right. who was
2: vying for the top ended up working for the Trumpster for mm-hmm, four mm-hmm. hours. I, I mean, into that. It. Yep. Yep. Yeah, way to go. But you know, <laughs> you put these guys in a row, you can <laughs> see why DJ Sal's saying, "I got a blowjob last That's night."
3: No kidding, man.
2: <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so who else can we? Uh, but but the point is, what's bumming me out about the the Bitcoin stuff is what they've done is they've conflated the value of Bitcoin with the financial technology. Mm -hmm. So they've, it's the shell game or the three car Monty game, right? Like, Oh yeah, we're pushing this over here, but now let's look it over here. Now we got Tom Brady saying, I'm in, I'm in, Mm -hmm. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in.
1: Underlying technology.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have a system that works. And I'm going to do this in reverse order. Okay. How many times in the last 10 years have you opened the newspaper or the internet and seen a story about how somebody's robbed a bank for hundreds of millions of dollars, or someone's had their account stolen and the securities have disappeared? Never. I'm going with never. Never. And and by the way, in most instances, if that happens, okay, that's the broker's problem. Okay, so it's pretty robust. To give you an example, I'm like a nobody. Okay, I'm saying in the last. Two months I've traded between five hundred thousand and a million shares, not counting stock options and stuff like this, not counting the tens of millions of municipal bonds I've traded, mm-hmm. and I'm just like guy old guys sitting in Arizona farting around for shits and giggles, mm-hmm. right So imagine the amount of transactions that take place it's mind-boggling mind-boggling okay you never hear of a problem never it's amazing never okay so the way it works is this each security is unique and they have their own code which is called the qsip it's an acronym c-u-s-i-p they go on did you want to say something?
1: No, I I want to You're know. No, up. tell me about okay. the QSIP because they were asking. Okay. F- they said to FTX give us one qsip Couldn't do it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, that, I'm, that's a funny coincidence, right? Um. So, for instance, let's see if I wrote this down. Okay. One of the highest volume securities traded is this these spiders. Mm-hmm. The symbol is SPY. Mm-hmm. If you. I'm assuming you go to Interactive Brokers. You want to trade SPY. You type SPY, buy, sell, whatever. Mm-hmm. Put it in, trade gets done. That's the end of your concern. In terms Correct. of the clearance, I mean you yep, probably paralyzed it. watching them. okay. But the the system doesn't know it is SPY. The system knows it as 78462FI030. That's the CUSIP. Okay, that's how all this stuff gets matched up. Okay, and is it the fastest system in the world? I, I I don't know. It's pretty fucking quick. Yeah. Because with the billions of shares that trade every day, they get it all mopped up by the next day. It's right? amazing. Yep. So, what what do we need? What do we need a blockchain for? What what do we need? I, I don't I, I don't understand. And and so if I can't like I said the other day, if I can't understand something in the financial markets, you ain't gonna make any money out of it. Because it's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. Why why do why does Tom Brady and Giselle and uh, Larry David and Matt Damon, why do they need to be involved in technology that's supposed to take a, quote, antiquated system that hasn't had a failure ever and move to, oh, because fortune favors the brave?
1: Decentralized. It was all in
2: one exchange. <laughs> yeah. So now Decentralized. you have... You have all the decentralized guys <clears throat> wanting regulation. Well what is regulation? It's centralization. Yeah. So it's amazing. And anyway, uh I could your, go your, on.
1: Your Winkle, your Winklevoss uh, boys are on the ropes too.
2: You know, um I hate to make predictions especially about the future. Here we go, folks. But they're all going they're all going broke. Oh, yeah. And they you know what?
1: Nobody picked up the phone. Nobody even answered their
2: calls. You're done. If you have your money in exchange and you can get it out, gotta go. Well, I I, I can't tell you what to do. I wouldn't deign to tell the broil you. But it's like like you talked about. It's like, yeah. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna tell Cheryl. Hey, I I I bought these magic beans. <laughs> <laughs> I took I I took the cow to market like you told me. And instead of getting milk and cheese and money, I got these magic beans. Yeah, exactly. It's what it is. That's exactly it, so, man. So um, it's a farce, and it is, uh, you know, Liam and I—and I won't mention the name because that would be uh, inappropriate—but Liam and I received an email from a highly regarded podcast about cryptocurrencies, and they were very kind uh, making comments about us about being you know kind of know what we're talking about and they like they would like us to come in and debate it on a podcast with them and Liam and I are like not a fucking chance I'm not validating your existence in debating with you when I know more about this than you do and uh anyway um I think we beat that horse dead. Um let's move over. Uh it's not over yet, uh, dude. No right, no. How come no, he's well, not in
1: jail? Shouldn't like cuz he's in the Bahamas like wire where's the wire fraud? Like you got wire fraud on him? Is like is like what like what do you even uh, charge him uh, with? Uh, dude, he's going to do that New York Times speaking engagement this week. <laughs> are you kidding me? Dude, you got the Wall Street Journal talking about like, oh, here are the investors that lost money in FTX. And it's some like it's some kid from New Canaan with his Patagonia vest that lost eight hundred dollars. That's what that's who the Wall Street Journal shined the light on. Um, dude, it's insanity. I, the whole thing is bizarre.
2: I will tell you what, there was I think it was something like 40 years ago, Ross Perot had a bunch of employees like in some Arab country and they were being kidnapped. And I think Jimmy Carter might have been president or something. So it was completely ineptitude. Ross went out and hired his own mercenaries and went in and, of course, right, did. yeah. You know, um, if I were younger, and didn't have children, I'm saying five million bucks. You can get a group of guys, go down there, drag his ass back here. And I'd stick him in the, I don't have a basement here, but I'd stick him in the basement in Greenwich and just let him think about his life for five days or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know how one of these oligarchs hasn't put a bullet in his head. Dude, somebody's
1: got his back. Somebody's got his back.
2: Like I said. So I, I sent you this thing, jarndyce and jarndyce. Now, I'm not a classical literature guy. But one time, uh, the girls and I went snowboarding out in Telluride. Okay. and you know, we're not a hit at hard family. like you know, mm-hmm. if it's warm enough, and there's some right. some you know uh, freshly groom you know, you're
1: riding groomers groomed, <laughs> right yeah,
2: blue okay so but so we come back in the afternoons. You know, you're kind of killing time, relax, yeah, having a nice okay. conversation, a little, little cocktail, getting ready for dinner. I so they put it. on the they put on this uh, series called Bleak House, okay. which I highly recommend. Okay, but what I took away from it is there was a lawsuit between two family members, and the lawsuit was called Jarndyce v. Jarndyce. The point of bringing it up is, it went on so long and the legal fees were so big that by the time a decision was made, there was no money left.
1: Right. Yeah. So,
2: so I looked at—I don't know where I saw this—but Sullivan and Cromwell is involved in this FTX thing. They got lawyers. On that case, they're billing out at two thousand bucks an hour. Absolutely. Let's dig
1: in, folks.
2: Let's dig in. Yeah. So, um, and so the rest of them are all the same. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So, uh, and what I really get a kick out of this is, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just deluded, but I'll just put mine in cold storage. Meaning (laughs) they'll take they'll take what. It must be a meaningful amount of money to them, right? Sure. So there's no point in me saying it's 5,000 bucks or 50 million bucks. Whatever it is, to that person, it's meaningful. hmm So they're going to take it. They're going to have a key that only they know. Please. And they're going to put it on a fucking piece of equipment that was made in China mm-hmm. by slaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that, and that's safe. Cold storage. Speaking of slaves, um, did you notice that um, Foxconn is giving employees $1,400 severance?
1: Dude, I read – I fell asleep last night reading the Wikipedia to Foxconn. Okay, because I don't know why. Dude, I was like – dude, it's – 200,000 employees on one campus living in dorms, and they've put down riots before. So, you've got 200,000 people trying to get out, and you can keep them in somehow. Like, folks, I'm, I'm holding my iPhone, we're doing the show on the Mac, okay? Um, I, I Foxconn, sniff around that, that is ugly, dude.
2: So, so the first thing I see, this, Jesus. This is- this is forget. This dude, is, There was a bonus. This. There was a bonus
1: to take the bus. Fourteen hundred bucks, and a four hundred dollar bonus if you got on the bus like now. Yeah,
2: but <laughs> but they, what they didn't tell you is to get the fourteen hundred and the bonus, you gotta give them one of your kidneys, dude. And you don't
1: get the money till next year.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Trust me. There was pushback
1: against that, the delay in the money. They were like, oh, sorry. There was a, dude, the statement was amazing. It's, it's, dude, it is, I don't know how Tim Cook keeps that quiet. Um, but yeah, Foxconn, read about it.
2: Yeah. And, and I would imagine if you look up ESG companies, (laughs) Apple's got to be top 10, right? I
1: mean,
0: I
2: don't know. Remember you were talking about Apple
1: buying, uh, buying Peloton. Yeah, I saw an interesting thing about Apple buying Disney this week. I don't want to talk about it on the show, but yeah, Apple. Apple. They. I saw a good case for Apple should buy Disney.
2: Uh, you know, you're, you're we'll talk talking about inv- yeah. v- investment banking. I'm, <laughs> I'm a trader, but um, you know, one of the things when we circle back to the farce that is the the Bitcoin,
3: mm-hmm. so.
2: Um, I got to be a little careful here, but there's a guy that I've affectionately nicknamed Bobo. I know who you're Are talking with about. me so far. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Bobo has been a prolific investor in mm-hmm. many of these exchanges.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. It's my impression Bobo has gone out and set up a hedge fund with the mission statement of investing in crypto infrastructure, Mm -hmm. which oddly enough is what Bobo has already bought. Uh, You know, I got a little problem with that. I, -hmm. you know, um, that might be viewed as front running investors. And in Hong Kong, the term for doing that I, I've probably told you this before. It's called rat fucking. They've got a term. I, wow! Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's it, it's in it's in the Chinese. lexicon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I get but it. I, yeah. I I translated it. For mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and if it's not rat fucking, it's worse than rat fucking. <laughs> right. Okay. If <laughs> there's something possible. Okay. But um, and then we get to um, Ms. Wood. Ah. Okay. So I made a mistake. And I want to apologize for that. I called her a sociopath mm-hmm. and i i I apologize I was wrong. She has a narcissistic personality disorder, okay um claiming Bitcoin in seven years will be at a million. Now, I mentioned to you, I'm no good at math, right. right. There but I ran it. I ran it on the HP 12C. That's an 80 percent IRR. It's a lot. <laughs> so it's quite a bit. If, if if you gave an order, Santiago wasn't to be touched,
1: <laughs> and your
2: orders are always followed. So if you thought you were going to have something that was going to have an 80 IRR. Jesus. Why would you own anything else,
1: or tell anyone else?
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you that why hush, she. Hush. No, she. That's not the business model. She right. goes. Remember, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. She goes and buys a few hundred million of some thinly traded microcap mm-hmm. biotech,
1: mm-hmm. and then
2: tells everybody about it. Worked out for a Billy, while, uh, Billy uh, Ackman and that handsome Boaz Weinstein are out touting the breaking the, the Hong Kong dollar peg.
1: Dude, they embarrassed themselves twice this week. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You talk, talk, talk well, about, I, 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 I mean,
2: <laughs> I'm not going to say it won't work, but I will say, and I know, I know Leslie and Robbie and EG are sitting, listen to this, laughing their ass off. I've been trying to do that for 30 fucking years. <laughs>
1: Dude, some some greats have tried. I mean that's taken down some taken down some big names, right?
2: (laughs) Well, I I don't think it's taken them down because what happens is it was explained to me a long time ago when I was in Hong Kong. I think it's something like this. Like the Bank of China just kind of lets it be known, like, just sell as much option premium is you want on this thing, you're good. And so you get guys rolling in there Mm -hmm. buying, you know, five million, ten million, twenty million, fifty million. And it's like, oh, if the peg goes, it's gonna go to here. And my one dollar is Mm -hmm, gonna be two hundred dollars. And it's like I remember (laughs) I, I remember distinctly we're on the trading floor at Greenwich and Robbie is like 50 feet from me. And I go, hey, Robbie, we're doing something stupid. You want in? (laughs) And he runs over and he's of course he's in because it's stupid. (laughs) Yep, yep. But um, I had sent a note to Bill wishing him well, reminding him that I've been trying to do it for 30 years. And he was like, you know, there's a time for everything. And I said, the best part about this is 20 years from now, a young, bright kid's going to come to you and tell you he's buying puts on the Hong Kong dollar. And, you know, it's from generation to generation. Exactly.
1: Exactly. It's a tradition. That's nice. That's
2: nice. Um, Carry that on. Yeah. So, um, Kathy Wood's nuts. Nuts. Between Bitcoin going to a million, and that even Cliff Mm Asness, you know, we, of course, were first. To say her fifty percent IRR portfolio, um, even Cliff, who's a PhD, well respected, said it's absurd.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
2: I don't know. Uh, her IRR is probably higher because the stock was lower when she said was lower than when she said it. So the the short um, arc
1: ETF is like up a hundred percent since inception. <laughs>
2: It's a thing of beauty. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's this thing we've talked about, the Dunning-Kruger effect. That's when you don't have the ability to know. You don't have the ability to do something. Okay. She's so far down the Jesus is my Lord rabbit hole that, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, the whole... We knew it. One hundred and seventy couldn't get any better, and, and you didn't do anything. Nope, you did nothing. <laughs> it can't get better. Right. It's like when the train pulls in the station, get off.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And we do our best. And we do our best work at the lows. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. That's the problem. Good line. The problem. In most organizations, okay, is people who run the departments don't want to be challenged by their subordinates. They're too afraid to hire people better than them. They don't like being debated and they certainly don't like being wrong. Okay. The thing about trading, okay. You just need to make sure, okay, you got a balance of guys on your squad that are willing to cry bullshit. Because everybody, everybody fucks stuff up. It it. So I had a partner of mine at Greenwich Capital. And, you know, he, he called me in his office. He was senior to me. And he said, you know, this is what I want to do. I said, you know, people just never go out of their way to make people feel good about themselves. I said, okay. He said, you know, I'm going to take an ad out in the New York Times and I'm going to say, you know, Mr. Mrs. John Doe, American taxpayer, I want to thank you for working hard and pay your taxes. And just that was it. And I said, How much is that going to cost you? And he said, For the times it was going to be two hundred and fifty grand. And he says, that's a that's a good idea, don't you think? And this is one of my rare moments of tact. I said, you know, I like it. I like it. But let's do this. Let's both go home and sleep on it. And we'll talk about our first thing tomorrow. Now, this was not my money. This was his money. But I'm mm-hmm, very fond mm-hmm. of it. I keep in touch with him to this day. And the next morning, I go in. We're having coffee. He's like, can you believe that fucking stupid idea I had? I'm yeah, like... Well, you know, I tried to tap it down a little bit instead of of piling on, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's good to talk these things out. Yeah. But, you know, so Kathy Wood got lucky or smart or both Mm -hmm. at the right time and made a bunch of money. And she confused being smart with being in a bull market. And. Uh, then she got involved somehow with the Archigos guy,
1: mm-hmm. Bill Wang. Yeah, I,
2: I don't know what the story is with that, but they they sit up in Westport or wherever they are now, coming up with you know this fiction that you know the world's going to change permanently and yeah. all this is going to happen, yeah. and you know there's no and, and they and and as what happens with a lot of these people with, you know, mental illnesses, they can spin quite a comprehensive, compelling story.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. That's right. Yeah.
2: You, you hear about the, the guy that convinces the cab driver, he's an army general undercover mm-hmm. and he gets him to drive him from New York to Washington. And yeah, he, I, I, you know, it's, that's probably an urban legend. But so. uh, quickly about the markets, absolutely. Got,
3: yeah, I mean yeah, we yeah. got five
2: minutes left, yeah, yeah. so um, you know we've been, I think, pretty accurate on uh, at least the equity piece. The rates have bounced around a bit, but I think even on balance, I think we did a nice job. I, I can just tell because I look at the P and L on my. Positions and and they've moved smartly. Um, here's the difficult part for me in relation to the equities. The bonds I like, the bonds I, but uh, the bonds I love. Okay. Still, yep. But the The only disappointing part for me now, as a sixty two year old guy, is I'm unlevered because if I blow up, I, I got I got no money so right i'm not going and living with my brother i mean he'd have a place for me it'd be nice yeah it'd be but, nice but if if i could lever this i because i own long dated paper now i think these two-year notes are like four and a half or maybe something you know a little lower and yield you know, a little longer on a on a levered basis, so I had the you know because at this point I'm unlevered mm-hmm. that yeah. would start to look a little bit compelling to me because I think we are uh, clearly at the beginning or the early part of recession. so the rates should start to normalize the front end rates should drop faster than the long-end rates. Are the long-end rates going to go up? They they might, in which case, you know, that's not going to be tasty for my long-dated stuff. But there's enough carry that it'll work out. Uh, If I was aggressively trading, and I guess when I trade hundreds of thousands of shares, that might be defined as aggressively by some. I'd be interested in looking at some, like, Call options on some euro dollar futures, something where interesting when when life when people wake up and the, the front rates start to rally, but the biggest challenge for me is i'm just never comfortable owning equity right I know <laughs> and so Robbie and Uncle Mark did all this research Robbie. Nailed the date. Leslie nailed the methodology. And I just happened to be lucky enough to listen to my friends. Mm-hmm. But I'm convinced we're going to have a recession. And stocks don't do well in a recession. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to be a guy that says, well, a recession's coming. That's bad for stocks. Why do I own stocks? And the answer is, well, I really shouldn't. Okay. Interesting, yeah. But 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 what is going on is um I lightened up, I sold 10% on Friday. Okay. And uh excuse me, Wednesday.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
2: okay. the seasonals for this time of year are extraordinarily strong. So I'm expecting to be out of my equities between now and the middle of January, uh, and then go back to flat equities, long fixed income and cash, and then wait for an opportunity to get back into equities. You you know how we've talked about, Mm -hmm. I really like that 200 week moving average. Well, we're way above it again. Okay. The Shiller price-earnings ratio is 29-something. Now, Uncle Mark has convinced me that that's not an accurate thing to look at because it's backward-looking. We should be looking at forward-looking things, and he's right, and I'm going to start looking at forward-looking things. But the 200-week moving average, which, you know, I know it's backwards, but to get some Compound internal rate of return, you need to be near that average, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I've turned over New Leaf where I'm going to be pretty open-minded to being in stocks. But I'm not you being 40, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Gabe Kel, uh he came up with an excellent piece. And it talked about using the sharp ratio. And um, using that as a measure of which way the stock market's going to go. So getting to why uh, I think there's something to this and my bad math skills fuck me up uh, are this. Basically, their argument is you have an investment which... Compounds exponentially, and you have risk, which is measured by the square root of some number. Mm-hmm. So you have a you have a numerator that goes to an exp- exponent, and you have a denominator, which is the square root of something. So you have the top number getting bigger at an increasing rate. Mm-hmm. And you got the bottom number getting bigger at a not at an increasing rate or a slower increasing rate. That I think is somehow they work this into the sharp ratio. Okay. Sharp is return versus risk. But um, I counted I know seven people who got eight hundreds on their SAT math. Wow. I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah. I got a, I, I got a 550. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think and that I got was something
1: like that too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So um, if I said something wrong with the math, I apologize, but I think I repeated it correctly. Okay. But that's why when you're 40, you put it in, you leave it. Yep. At 62, you know, um, I'm in just like, Instead of playing shuffleboard, waiting for my afternoon jello, my late afternoon sanca, sanka, sanka, I'm, I'm flipping some shit around and that's yeah. fun. Yeah, so, anyway, that's all I got to say about that. So,
1: all right, my friend, do? I appreciate it. It was great. That was great. There's some more actionable intel for those dogs out there looking for those bones.
2: Oh, you, you, you uh, got a lot of positive feedback on. <laughs> I you imagine I, imagine left, I but... did
1: that every week.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I don't. I never laugh so hard. My sides uh, hurt. My mm-hmm. sides hurt. But you nailed it. Yeah. You know, yeah. out of the mouths of babes. So. All right, buddy. I'll I, see you next week. Next week. Take care. Thanks, man. Cheers.